This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. Second Kings 4th chapter. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my sons to be a slave. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, Your maid servant has nothing. In the house, but a jar of oil. Then he said to her, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you. And your sons, then pour it into all vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went and went from him and shut the door behind her and her son, who brought the vessels to to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there's not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she said, and then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt, and your sons live on the rest. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. God, for what you have already done in this place. Now, God, I ask you to sit on every pew. Speak to every heart. Lord, I pray, God, that you will plow up the fallow ground. Lord, that the word will be planted on good ground today. Father, that it will grow a harvest. Father, I ask you, Lord, I decrease, Lord, that you may increase in me. For I'm just a vessel. I'm just an instrument, God. But, Lord, you speak to your people. Have your way today in this place like only you can. And, Father, we'll be careful to give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor. It belongs to you and everyone saying amen. Look at your neighbor say, God needs a vessel. Will you be the vessel? Look at them. You just asked the question. Will you be the vessel? God needs a vessel. 
Elisha, there was a woman. The woman don't have a name. But she was the wife of the son of the prophets. And she came to Elijah saying, my husband is dead. Now the creditors are come to take my sons. I'm not going into the creditors and the debts and all of that. But what I want to talk about this evening is three things. We're going to talk about a villa or venue, value, and virtue. The man of God asked the woman of God, she said, he said, what can I do for you? She said, tell me what is in your house. I want to ask you a question today. What's in your house? What is in your house that can hinder the presence of God? What is in your house that can bring the presence of God in your house? I, I want you to think just for a second. What do you do in your house? There's no fly on the wall, but there's eyes that's beholding the evil and the good. The first thing he asked her, he didn't say, well, I'm a, we can go and do something to pay this debt off. Uh-uh, he didn't say that. He didn't say, well, let me see if we can raise your offering and pay this debt. He didn't say that. He said, what do you have? What you got in your house? God said, I got miracles and blessings waiting on you. But I got to know what's in your house. What's hindering the presence of God in your house? What's hindering, what's hindering the blessings of God in your house? We come to church and we hear the word of God and we go back. It's cursing in your house. It's lying in your house. It's fornication in your house. What's in your house that can block or hinder the presence of the Almighty God? What's in your house? That can bring the presence of God. Is worship in your house? Or you just do that when you come to church? Is prayer in your house? Well, I wait till we have prayer once a week. Is prayer locked up in your house? Is the word of God being taught in your house? Is the only time you open your Bible is on Sunday and Wednesday nights. The Bible says the word of God is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they are safe. Is peace in your house? Or is turmoil in your house? There's one or two things going on in your house. There's a hindrance that's stopping the presence of God. No peace, no joy, 
no love. It's fussing and arguing in your house. Or is there joy in your house? See, Brother Norman, it's easy when people is already in the presence of God. It's easy to worship when you've already been doing it in the house. I, I, I was thinking the other day, Saturday nights, I said, you know, we have Monday through Friday. Everybody's at work. Why on Saturdays everybody feel like that's my day to go out and get my groove on? Right before Sunday. You want to party? Ain't nothing wrong with family reunion, but what you doing now? Are you doing the two-step, three-step, four-step? Right? Are you jiggling and wiggling? Oh, yeah. Right before Sunday. How do you spend your Saturdays? Monday through Friday is generally work days. So you go home, you come home, you prepare your meal, you get ready to go to bed, wait for the next. But on Saturday, I want to let my hair down. I want to let all, I, I owe myself to have some fun on Saturday. Right before Sunday, I said, now Lord, what the Saturdays had to come before Sunday? Now I understand why it's so hard to get folks primed and pumped on Sunday morning because on Saturday, you let your hair down. You let it all hang out. I'm just going to repent and come to church on Sunday and get it right. And then we start to cycle over and over and over again. No wonder. No wonder. It's hard. At the beginning of service, you it's kind of hard to get folk mind right. Kind of get them tuned in to the God. Okay. Focus, focus, focus. Come on in. We have to pray and plead. And everybody some looking like. Like they just woke up. It's 9.30 in the morning. I don't know about you, but on Sunday morning, I get excited. I'm ready to come and give God praise. God been good to me all week long. He closed me in my right mind. I can walk. I can talk. I can go to the bathroom by myself. I can eat by myself. So I give God praise. Hallelujah. On Saturday, I like to spend my time in worship. I do it every, every morning. I get up, and I just want to spend some time with God. Lord, I just want to say thank you. I'm not thanking you for all the things, but God, I'm thinking for who you are in my life. Because I was a mess. I'm not the only one. was a quiet mess. Don't push me. You'll see the other side. 
delivered me and set me free. Now, it just blesses me to have love in my heart. When I wake up every morning, I don't have to say, Lord, forgive me for this and that every day. When I think about the people of God, when I think about the love of God, every morning it blesses me to be a blessing to somebody. My prayer is every day before I leave, Lord, bless my life to be a light to somebody that's in darkness that don't know you. I want to impact the kingdom of God with righteous living. The woman of God, he said, what's in your house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing. The fact of the matter is the woman had something. She had all. But isn't it amazing that she said nothing? How do you value yourself? What do you look at when you see yourself in the mirror? The number two things I'm talking about is value. The importance, the worth of usefulness of something. How do you look at yourself? What do you see when you see yourself? First Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you. Whom you have from God and you are not your own. You have been bought with a price. You value. You mean something. You are somebody. Don't let nobody tell you that you're nothing. That God can't use you. Because you are available in the sight of God. You are worthy. The Bible said we have this treasure. Second Corinthians said we have this treasure in earth and vessel. That the excellent power may be of God and not of us. The power of God rests in you. Praise God. What's in your house? She said, I have nothing but a jar of oil. He told her, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you, your sons, and then pour it into all those vessels and set it aside, the full ones. So she went from, out, from him and shut the door. And then we're talking about vessels. What you got in your vessel? He said, empty vessels. Clean vessels. Empty and clean. Why? So he can pour the oil of the anointing in you. God don't want vessels that's been stained 
that have residue. I can't pour my oil in an unclean vessel. This vessel is clean, but something is occupying the space. God said, I need empty vessels. Your body is just a container. But it's what's in you that God needs. Because he needs something that he can put all in. We struggle and wonder why we praying for anointing. We praying for God to heal us. We praying for miracles. We praying for all these things. God, I, I, I know there's a purpose for my life, but he said, I need an empty vessel. A clean vessel. Well, sister, I'm struggling. I went to Domino's and got this box. Just an empty box. Now, if you ordered a pizza and they bought you an empty box, what would you say? Uh, hello? Where's my pizza? Some of y'all would be about ready to fight. I waited and waited and waited for my pizza, and they bought me an empty box. Are you serious? So God said, I got the product. I just need something to pour it in. I need a vessel. This is just a container. They gave it to me free. It didn't cost anything. But the oil, it costs for God to pour the oil. Because the oil is the product that's worthy. Now, there is, they, I found this. My husband was looking at me crazy. He's like, what are you doing in there? So when I went in there, in Domino's, there was a container in it. Say you went to Domino's and they gave you a pizza in this box. Would y'all be happy? They gave you a nasty box. Put your pizza in a nasty box. It's just a box, right? It, 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 it's just a box. Your pizza can sit in here. No? Well, that's how we present ourselves to God. We want God to pour the anointing, the favor of God in our nasty box, in our nasty containers. I want to be anointed. I want to preach the gospel. God, I know you got a purpose for my life, but look what we're offering God. We say, Lord, here I am. Nasty. Sin. Lying. Doing all kinds of stuff. And you want God to pour his oil. And you? Nobody follow you on Saturdays. Or Monday through Friday. But God said, my eyes. 
see you on Sunday morning. I see you. You go to Starbucks. How many Starbucks lovers in the house? Oh, that's some Starbucks lovers. And they reach in the trash and give you a dirty cup. Some of y'all will be lose y'all religion for real. You don't wait it all the morning. You got up and you need Starbucks to get you started for the day. And you go and you say, something is in here. How many go to the restaurant and you see something in your food? And your appetite immediately, just you lose your appetite. Imagine God looking at us and saying, that, that, It looks like sin. Sin stains. It leaves residue. I would have to wash this bottle a lot to get the stain of sin. We try to clean ourselves up on Sunday and try to put on the trash face. But see, the heart, the heart is still stained. Still got the residue from what you did last night. I just took a sip. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You can't eat everything, you can't go everywhere, and you can't do everything. Point blank. If you want to be anointed, if you want to be appointed, if you want to walk in the purpose of God, you got to clean yourself up. You got to be this empty vessel. God, I want more of you. That's what we say. We say, God, God said, he told the woman, go get all the vessels that you can get. As many, and she only had a little oil. She didn't have a lot. But God said, as long as you empty, I pour. And I keep on pouring. The blessing will keep on coming. The miracles will keep on coming. The anointing will keep on coming because the all will continue to flow. Good news, people of God. Look at your name and say, I will be that vessel. God said, every one of you is a vessel. Church on purpose. We can make a difference in this city. If we be the vessel, I don't care about what's going on 
in nobody else's church. How they doing what they do. But we got to be the vessel. When we go out, we represent. We represent Christ. The anointed one. And we represent church on purpose. We are representatives of Christ. We got to present a clean vessel. Anointed vessel. God said, I know you've been in sin. I know you've done, we have all come short. Ain't none of us done everything right all the time. But God said to me when I was in prayer, God said, this is the first day for the rest of your life. So, well, Sister Starling, I don't know how to recognize what I'm doing wrong. I'm good. I thank God you asked. Two years ago, pastor preached at New Birth. We was pastor. He preached closer. That message changed my life. I was trying to get it right on my own but what I didn't realize I had to come closer to him the closer I came to God the more he showed me me all the little hidden things in my heart that I didn't recognize that was wrong the little stains the residue from my past the hurt it was a residue. The unforgiveness, it was hid, tucked off in a little box. It had been hid so long, I didn't know it was there. You said you forgave, but you're still angry about it. You're still bitter from the divorce. You see, angry with your former pastors, and you still mad about what happened to you when you was young. Some of you still angry with your parents. It was tucked away. Isn't it amazing how the enemy took things away? We cover it real well. We can't see it. You didn't know what was in this box until I opened it. And what being close to God does, he opens you up. He magnifies and lets you see it. No, you'll say, how you doing? I'm good. I'm all right. No, you're not. You're not good. You're still mad from the former pastor, from the former people, from the former husband, and you're taking it out on this husband. From what happened to you when you were a child, you're talking about I'm the black sheep. 
Honey, if you the black sheep, be the best black sheep there is. It's got to be some black sheep too. All of them can't be white. If you're going to call me a black sheep, I'm going to show you how a black sheep really supposed to act. Not like a fool. Who said that? I'm the black sheep of the family. Well, if you're the black sheep of the family, God needs somebody different. Be that different one. God loves you so much that he took the time out to make you. Mothers, tell your children you love them. Don't have pigs and pets. Don't have pigs. Love all your children. Every now and then, the strong one, pull her in or pull her him in and say, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for not needing as much attention as the other ones does. Let them know they're appreciated. Let them know that they're loved. Because there's a world out there that's got a lot to offer. Last vessel that I'm going to talk about is virtue. Virtue is simply just moral excellence and goodness. God wants virtuous men and women of God. God said, I need somebody that can redeem man from their sin. I need a transportation carrier. He looked down through 40 and two generations, couldn't find nobody that can go and redeem man. He said, I got to have somebody that's made from the same thing that carries, that can, can feel what I feel. That's made from dirt. I need a dirt body. So he looked and he found a little Jewish girl by the name of Mary. He said, Mary, I need you for about nine months. I need you to carry my promise. So God shrinked itself and put it in the seed of Mary. Mary was a virtuous woman, a clean woman, and an empty woman. She ain't been fumbling, fumbling, feeling, whatever. She was clean. She was engaged to be married, but she was clean and empty. God said, I need somebody. Mary, will you be the one? He said, if you be the one, I'll take care of your, your fiancé. I take care of, God had to quiet him, shut his mouth up. 
before he got in trouble. He said, because I got to carry this for nine months. And one thing I like about clean and empty, the first thing Mary did, Mary changed the way she walked. She had a wobble when she walked. When you're carrying the promise of God, when you got the anointing on the inside of you, it will change the way you walk. Mary then began to wobble when she walked. And not only that, she started to eat right. Because she said, I can put everything in this vessel. I can't eat everything. I can't ingest everything. I can't put no alcohol in here. Because I'm carrying a promise. I'm carrying a purpose. I'm carrying a man that's going to redeem men from their sin. I'm carrying a man that's going to going to bless the whole nation. There's a miracle in my womb, and it's got my name on it. Look at your neighbor and say, are you the vessel? Can God use you? Are you clean and are you empty? She began to wobble. When she walked, Mary, the mother of Jesus. In nine months, she brought forth the son. They should call him Emmanuel. He shall save people from their sin. The promise. I want you to let you know that Death has no power over you when you're clean and when you're empty. Satan has no power over you. He said, I have given you power over all the power, over every principality and power of the enemy. You can tread upon serpents and scorpions. Because you are anointed. Jesus knocked the gates, knocked the doors of hell down, went down and got the keys of life and death is in mine. Don't let Satan fool you, people of God. God said, I hold the key. To your life. I hold the key to your promise. Stop looking down. Don't look down. Don't look backwards. I'm 5'3". But I'm 7 feet tall. I'm like a giraffe. I know who I am. It took me a while to get there. But I know my purpose. I refuse to let somebody tell me nothing less. The giraffe looks up and he runs with grace. I will look to the hills 
from whence cometh my help. All of my help comes from the Lord. I'm not a turtle. I'm a giraffe. A turtle don't know who he is. When you threaten him, he goes in a shell. He goes in hiding. He's afraid to come out, and when he comes out, he looks around, makes sure nobody is messing with him. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a giraffe or you're a turtle. It doesn't matter how tall you are. But it's your mindset. What we need to do, people of God, we got to contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Everyone standing. God says, I need a vessel. I need somebody that I can pour my oil in. That I can pour my anointing in. God gave me this. Not for you to shout and dance, but for you to hear the word of the prophet today today is the first day for the rest of your life don't worry about what you've done I'm an ex-convict I'm an ex everybody's an ex-something we all exes some but God said I can use you all I need is a clean and an empty vessel. Everybody in here, you serve as a vessel. Will you be the one to say, I will be clean. I will be empty. I will live my life not predicated on man. But I will live through the orcas of the Holy Spirit. God, everything that you've spoken to me, I will. God said, I need you. My kingdom needs you. Be that vessel. From this day forward, I speak to the house. The change is coming. You're going to start seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. On, yet, on Friday, I came home. I'm going to tell you this testimony. I came home, and my actor, it was so hot in the house. I didn't know what was going on. My husband was gone, and I'm like, oh, God, what? So I went outside, and the fan wasn't running on my air conditioning. I'm like, oh, Lord, let me see. You know, 
I'm like, okay. I called the air-conditioned man. He said, well, it may be 48 hours or whatever. So I got my, I walked around the house, and God said, pray over me. I laid my hand, went outside and laid my hand on the air conditioner. Said, I command you to work. God, you said that if my ways please you, can ask whatsoever I will and it shall be done unto me. God, I'm like Hezekiah. I'm standing at the door. I laid my hands on air conditioning. I went back in the house. It's still, the temperature still hadn't failed. I said, okay. I said, okay, God. I, I believe your word. God said, when your husband come, tell him flip the switch. My husband came. He flipped the switch. Immediately, the air conditioner started blowing. And it's been blowing ever since. That's the kind of life I want to live. That whatever I ask God for, I know he'll come through every time. If you just wait on God, just be patient, people of God. Don't get in a hurry. Don't be anxious because God's got a blessing with your name on it. If you just wait, patiently wait on God. He said in his word that if you be willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. I'm going to tell you a little short story, and I'm turning to the hands of the pastor. There was a story of the crack pot. An elderly Chinese woman who had two large pots, each hung on the ends of a pole which she carried across her neck. One of the pots had a crack in it, while the other pot was perfect and always delivered a full portion of water. At the end of the long walks from the screen to the house, the crack pot arrived only half full. For a full two years, this went on daily with the woman bringing home daily one and a half pots of water. Of course, the perfect pot was proud of its accomplishment, but the poor cracked pot was ashamed of its own imperfection and miserable that it could only do half of what it had been able to do. After two years of what it perceived to be bitter failure, it spoke to the woman one day by the scream, said, I am ashamed of myself. Because this crack in my side causes water to leak out all the way back to your house. The old woman smiled. Did you not notice that there were flowers on your side of the path, but not on the other pot side? That's because I have always known about your flaw. So I planted flower seeds on your side of the path. And every day while we walk back, you water them. For two years, I have been able to pick these beautiful flowers to decorate the table. Without you being just the way you are, that would not be this beautiful to the grace, the house. It doesn't matter if you got a crack in you or not. God needs a vessel. If there's a crack, the potter will put you 
back together again. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Will y'all give Sister Starling another hand? Amen. Y'all be seated just for a second. And thank y'all for your patience and hanging out with us. Um, And look at me. I, I know that sermons like that can...